When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. One week ago today, we were in Dallas where we witnessed one of the greatest football games any of us have ever seen. The biggest comeback in the 117-year history of OU Texas. Tonight, can OU keep that Red River momentum flowing as they tangle with the pesky frogs of TCU? Is a handoff to Brooks up the middle into the end zone. Kennedy Brooks, he finished the Texas game. He starts the TCU game. It's 6-0 OU. There's the snap play. Straight drop, has a pocket, throws for the end zone. Got it! Touchdown, Oklahoma! Snap, rolling right. Duggan wants to throw. Turns it up, racing Asamoah. He's not going to get there! Looks left, throws back shoulder, Hazelwood, caught it! Touchdown, Oklahoma! The play action, pass to the end zone, a dart, touchdown! Caleb Williams to Jason Hazelwood! Williams runs right, looking, throws, lays, caught it, touchdown! It's Hazelwood! He's got the hat trick! He will keep it, runs left, makes a cut outside, wow! 35-30, down the sidelines, 25-20, 15 to the 10, cuts midfield to the 5, Off Gray of the left side, bounces into the end zone. Touchdown, Harry Gray. Win column soon. Him over. Oklahoma 7 0. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield, live at Moody's Country Store and Barbecue, this is Sooner Sports Talk, presented by Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. Also brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Bud Light, it's for the fans. Homeland, proud sponsor of Sooner Football. And by Riverwind Casino, still the one. 
This is Sooner Sports Talk. Now, here are your hosts, Teddy Lehman and the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. It is a Tuesday night. That means it is time to talk Sooner football. We got two hours of OU football talk coming your way. In the next hour, I will be joined by the Butkus Award winner, Teddy Lehman, and the head coach of the Sooners, Lincoln Riley. But right now, please help me welcome the former All-American and Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, Curtis Lofton, everybody. <laughs> Give me some. What's up, man? Oh, just enjoying How you my doing? day. Loving this fall weather. It's, it's nice, isn't oh, it? Yes. Nice, yeah. You get the golf course a little bit today? Got got on the golf course. It was pretty windy, but I did okay. What are you averaging off the tee these days? Oh, it just depends. Am I hitting a cut or hitting a draw? Uh, it's far, you're hitting it as far as you can. About, about 3, 320, 315. Jeez, man, that's good. Opening segment presented by Noble McIntyre, McIntyre Law, the law firm you should turn to for all your personal injury needs. Sooners beat the Frogs. You saw the highlights off the top, 52-31 to 31 on Saturday night. Prime time at the Palace. We're going to talk about that game and look ahead to another road trip this Saturday. We're headed back to the Sunflower State. It'll be OU and KU kicking off at 11 a.m. Saturday morning at Memorial Stadium. But let's start, Curtis, by looking at the highlights from last Saturday night. Sooners and the Horned Frogs at Owen Field. OU got the ball first, and they knew what to do with it. Kennedy Brooks on the ground. I just love him. <laughs> big run <laughs> big run sets up the first touchdown of the day brooks two-yard run then caleb williams gets the arm fired up 17-yard touchdown pass to the bullfrog tcu would answer back kendra miller the long jaunt down the sidelines 14-7 ou here's that fourth down stop we saw asamo a great pursuit great speed Caleb Williams again. Nice spin out here by Michael Woods. Makes a couple of moves. 59 yards downfield. He puts him in prime position. Sooners would cash in a field goal there to make it 17-7. Boy, Quentin Johnston's a handful, isn't he? Man. Touchdown. Catching is amazing. 20-yard touchdown. Brought the Frogs within three. Sooners answered another Hazelwood touchdown. Another stop. Third quarter now, early second half. There goes KB again. There's my guy. 45 yards for Brooks. Look at that laser beam of a pass. Caleb Williams to Jaden Hazelwood, his second touchdown. Dug into Johnston, takes it away, keeps his feet. He goes 75. Ping pong match is on now. Sooners, first and goal. Williams acts like he's going to run, finds Hazelwood again. There's the hat trick. That's a seven-yarder, 38-24 Oklahoma. Here's your highlight of the night. Caleb Williams off the fake, 41 yards to the house, 45-24 Oklahoma. And the Sooners would force a turnover here, picked up by Deshaun White. They teach you to go score, don't they, Curtis? They teach you to get to the end zone, but not like that, man. Come on. <laughs> Fumbles it through the end zone. Quentin Johnston again takes it away from Joshua Eaton. And then the Sooners put it away on the ground. We'll look at more of this in a bit. But Kennedy Brooks just evaporates the clock. Eric Gray finishes it off. And Oklahoma's 7-0. They win it 52-31. Here's your final stats. Yardage pretty so, close. Total yardage pretty close. Sooners only three penalties. That's only five now for the last couple of games. And you see there, Jaden Hazelwood, certainly one of the stars of the night. He had three touchdowns. What about your player of the game? Who are you giving the player of the game to, Curtis? Well, in this game, I think there was a lot of people who was very deserving, but I'm giving it to the big uglies, the offensive line, because without those guys, you know, they open up so many running lanes for my man, Kennedy Brooks. You know, just power driving guys off the ball. I loved everything that they did from pass protection. And for a unit that started off as, I, I will say, the weakest link, each game they have gotten better and better. And so for me, I give it to the entire offensive line. They're coming on. 
They had a couple of injuries Saturday night. Tyrese Robinson went down, didn't come back in. Uh, Eric Swenson came in and filled in. You had, you lost the other side of the offensive line for a little while as well. The Anton Harrison went down. Wanya Morris came in. So they had to patchwork it to, together a little bit. But you see there at the bottom, they have been named to the midseason honor roll for the Joe Moore Award. And I agree with you. This is a unit that has received significant criticism this year, but they're getting better. They're, that's all you can ask for from game to game. Just take a step in the right direction. And we see that from these guys. Um, and I think early on, especially for the offensive line, there's so much communication that has to take place. And then on top of that, the chemistry has to be right. And I really felt like early on, the chemistry wasn't there. But each game, we've seen it. It's grown tremendously. I'm going to give my player of the game. There's an obvious one here. And trust me, we're going to talk about Caleb Williams a bunch. I'm going to go, though, with Jaden Hazelwood. So happy to see him get into the end zone three times on Saturday. And he had two touchdowns all year coming into the game. He added three more on Saturday. Lincoln Riley talked off after the game about the speech he gave to the offensive unit the night before on Friday night about unselfishness, about how he's willing to go block 60 snaps a game if it means that they win. And funny how the football finds you when you are unselfish and he delivered. Man, that gets me fired up. I got goosebumps hearing that because when you hear a wide receiver say, hey, I'll block 60, because those guys are pretty and they don't like to get dirty, but... <laughs> You know, for him to step up and play the way he did, you know, I love it. And everyone else just got on his back, and the energy has just been through the roof for this offensive unit. Hazelwood is healthy and a big target down in the red zone for whoever's playing quarterback. I, I think he's going to have a special second half of the season. Well, he makes me want to play quarterback because when you got a guy like that, back shoulder fades. Big catching radius, great speed, and tremendous work ethic, especially yeah. coming back from a ACL. No offense. Year. We don't need you to play quarterback. We're fine. <laughs> yeah, things are going pretty well. Maybe linebacker if you want to suit up uh, again. Uh, yes. Uh, drive of the game. Well, we agreed on this. I thought I was kind of going outside the box here because there were a lot of uh, possessions that helped Oklahoma build the lead. My favorite drive of the night was the last one, though. Well, you know, I agree with you because – when they started the game, three plays, I mean, three drives th got points. But from a defense standpoint, if you can you can run the ball and pass it and hold the ball for six minutes, that's insane. Sooners take over with 6.52 to go. And this drive looked like the Oklahoma of the last few years, where you hand it to Trey Sermon in the fourth quarter or you hand it to Samaje Pirine in the fourth quarter, and you say, just go get rid of that clock for us. It's Brooks, it's Brooks, it's Brooks. 25 yards, 8 yards, 1 yard. This one only got 2, but they're going to have a personal foul here because the guy rips off his helmet, and that got him 15 more yards. I get mad, too, if you're just running the ball down my throat. <laughs> TCU knows what they're doing. They're running the same play over and over. Brooks again for 7. Look at that clock. We're down under 4 now. Brooks again, only 1. Clock churns. Brooks again, five more yards and a first down. We're at two minutes now. Brooks again, down to the one yard line, and now they put Eric Gray in the game, and he scores the let touchdown. Let him get a touchdown. From that's Brooks, right. I'm like, man, I got us all the way down here. But that's what it's about being a good teammate. They ate five and a half minutes, almost six minutes off the clock and put the game away. And when you're going to run it, and the defense knows you're going to run it, and you're running the same play over and over again, and you're having success, that is a very satisfying feeling. Well, every single one of those plays were between the guards, and it was downhill. And from a defense, it's really demoralizing when they can continue, get four yards here, break it for 10, break it for five, and you're like, we know they're going to run it. And you see TCU, they were trying to be aggressive. They were bringing guys in, but it didn't matter because – one, the offensive line, we're getting to the second level, getting the linebackers, getting the safeties, and the running backs were being patient and just running the ball down their throats. All right, we're going to take an opening timeout, deep dive into the Sooners offensively and defensively when we come back. Coming up, a lap around the Big 12 and a look ahead to Kansas. You're watching The Huddle here at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Health, 
and Anheuser-Busch. And our community partners, Fowler Auto Group, OU Health, OG&E, and Coca-Cola. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by the best place to gear up for game day is shop.soonersports.com. Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of Sooner Athletics. Bud Light, it's for the fans. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. Homeland, your homegrown advantage. Proud sponsor of Sooner Athletics. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Welcome back to the huddle, everybody. Toby and Curtis with you. The one pass is your one ticket to 80-plus Sooner Athletic events and access to exclusive experiences. Visit Soonersports.com slash one pass for more information on how to experience the best in collegiate athletics. All right, 52-31, the final OU over TCU Saturday in Norman. Let's go a little deeper into this, and we'll start, Curtis, on the offensive side of the ball. And we've gone long enough without gushing over Caleb Williams. <laughs> I mean, first start for a true freshman, and what a performance. Well, if I'm coming into the game, hey, I'm expecting that he's going to play. And so if I'm TCU and I'm saying, hey, one of the things that we're going we're gonna to try to rattle him, we're going to send guys at him, we're going to knock him off the spot. But when you see this kid play, he's so poised, uh, you know, goes through his progressions, uh, you know, slides up into the pocket, has great footwork, sees in the entire field and has arm talent. I can't say enough things about him. I, you know, I don't know what you do to stop him. I think the only thing that stops him is itself. You know Caleb a little bit. Seems to have a great attitude, he good is personality, everything. Great personality, uh, definitely a team guy, and he's hungry. And that's the one thing that we connected on was how much he loves football and how much he wants to be better and uh, wants to lead this team. Athleticism, arm strength, uh, charisma. Yeah. The Really the only thing I didn't know about, I think we didn't know about him until Saturday was, all right, does he know what he's looking at? Can he read defenses? Can he go through the progression? Because the, the plays he made in the Texas game were the big plays were, were kind of off of, of a broken pocket. Yeah. So if a defensive mind like Gary Patterson mm -hmm. said, right, I'm going to try to confuse this kid. We're going to contain him and we're going to show him a bunch of looks. I was curious to see how he'd handle that. <laughs> I mean, he was spectacular. Well, and, and what Gary Patterson, they tried to do it. They tried to disguise some of their looks, but – you know, with the quick tempo, has those guys, you know, they have to show their hand early. And he just shredded them. And it's not one guy that, you know, it's, hey, we're going to take away Mims. Okay, Hazelwood's going to come in. Okay, you want to take away those guys? We're going to run the ball with Brooks. And so he just has so many toys at his disposal. And, you know, this offense is really clicking in high gear. And also, I think one of the things that was missing from early in the year is, just the tempo that they're playing with, mm -hmm. how they're getting up and getting quick. And, you know, it, it stops the defense from, you know, doing multiple things and keeps their same personnel on the field. He loves the deep ball. I think Sooner fans like that, too. He's given his guys a chance to make plays downfield. He underthrew a few on Saturday night, but he likes to let it fire. Well, you can underthrow a guy because it still allows him to be able to catch the ball. If you overthrow him, that's a big thing. Uh, for me, I like how... It doesn't matter if the guy's in coverage. What matters is our guy is better than your guy, and they're in a trust. He's trusting those guys and throwing the ball to him, throwing them open. Well, it is a prestigious list that Caleb Williams joined on Saturday night. There's the highlight of the night right there. Only five true freshmen have ever started a game at quarterback in OU history. How about this list? Daryl Royal back in 1946. Troy Aikman, one game in 1984. That was a loss at Kansas. Jamel Holloway, of course, started 1985 and would go on to lead Oklahoma to a national championship. Jamel Holloway's first game, he went one for three passing, by the way. <laughs> uh, Kale Gundy in 1990 uh, started as a true freshman, went 10 for 19. 
and Caleb Williams. That's a pretty good collection of talent right there. Well, if you look at just the com- what? 18 out of 23, 295 yards, then adding in nine rushes for 66 for a for an opening debut, I think that's pretty solid. Yeah, that he outgained Daryl Royal's 1946 debut by a couple <laughs> of yards. Um, Kennedy Brooks, you bragged about him a little bit. It seems like the last two or three games, probably it, because of the offensive line as well, has found a different gear. I love the way he's finishing runs this year. He's always been smooth. There there appears to be a little more physicality at the end of runs for him this year. Well, when you see him, it's, it's I'm always laughing because you're like, man, he doesn't really like look like he's running hard, but he's running away from guys. Um, and what I, I love about him most is his vision and his patience. And he, he allows the play to develop, and then he explodes through the – the hole, and he's downhill. And, you know, most times there's not going to be one guy that's going to be able to tackle him, Toby. Yep, that's right. He did it against Texas, did it against uh, again against TCU. Big hole to run through there. The offensive surge the last two games has been noticeable. If you're a Sooner fan, here's the numbers for it, though. Through the first or the previous three games, that's Nebraska, West Virginia and Kansas State, OU scored 76 points. That's three games. Last two games, 107. They've averaged 53 and a half points a game. They gained more yards the last two than the previous three combined. You see the rushing average the last two, almost 300 yards a game, just south of there, over 300 passing yards per game. It has been a noticeable flip of the switch for Lincoln Riley's offense. Now, Toby, the question that I have in my mind that I'm going to ask you and see what your what your thoughts are. Okay. Is it because of the defenses, Texas defense isn't really that the top of the line and TCU's defense isn't really top of the line? I would say West Virginia's defense was pretty solid or is it our offense is finally starting to uh, click into gear? I'll give a little bit of credit to the fact that maybe those defenses aren't very good. Oklahoma's offense is different under Caleb Williams. Yes. It's different. I, I mean, agree. he adds a different element. Uh, th- not only what he can do with his legs, but the running game's coming together, offensive line's getting better, and everybody around him is, has a little different spirit about him when he's on the field. So I would say a little bit is maybe the opponent, but the vast majority of it is 13, in yeah. my opinion. I agree. Uh, let's talk about defense. Now, that hasn't gone great the last couple of games, and I think you got to start by looking at the secondary. They allowed a big day to Xavier Worthy at Texas. They allowed a big day to Quentin Johnston at TCU. What's the issue here? Oh, it's, <laughs> you know, well, sometimes their guy is better than our guy. And I think especially this past game, that's what we ran into because – some of the catches that he made, the guys were in great phase, and he just finished the play. And so uh, the technique's been there, and I think, you know, it's a combination of things. We need to get more pass rush so to take a little pressure off these guys, and then on top of that, they have to play with better technique and, be, and know the situation that they're going in. If it's third and 15, and, you know, we always struggle with this because some guys like, hey, coach, I like to get up and press. And some guys, like, I like to play off. And what we were always told, hey, if it's third and 15, we're going to be off and see what you're doing and be ready to open up and run with guys. And that's one of the things I see where we're struggling at is it seems their guys are getting separation from us. And so I don't know if that's they're getting beat off the line or um, our safeties need to be better and have over-the-top help for them. Injuries are a significant concern, especially in the secondary Woody Washington, Delarian Turner, yell, Cradell, DJ Graham went out on Saturday. Um, I think Damon has missed a little bit of time. So that's a lot. That's a lot of bodies. They're they're moving Billy Bowman to cornerback now and some other things. So that's at least got to be part of the formula. I would well, think. Well, I, I th- it's definitely a part of the formula. Like we talked about earlier with the offensive line chemistry. So when you got guys coming in, coming out, and it's, you know, when Turner yells in there, I feel like everything runs a lot smoother in I that agree. secondary yeah. because he's the general back there. But then on top of that, uh, one of the guys that 
I really like to see more of. I like uh, number one. Um, Joshua Eaton. Joshua Eaton. He's tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he was in great phase, and I thought he had a pick, and the guy just ripped it out of his hands. Mm-hmm. But that just goes into, hey, you gotta, you got to go take it away. And uh, I think, you know, with the secondary, it just boils down to let's – in practice, let's have better technique. Let's communicate pre-snap and post-snap, and uh, we got to get better. I think this is a perfect question for you. Tackling was an issue Saturday. Uh, Lincoln said first half against Texas it was poor. Second half it was elite. Yeah. Against TCU it was poor again. We're eight weeks in to a nine-week stretch here to start the season. We just talked about how this team is beat up, especially on the defensive side of the ball. How do you work on tackling in practice when you're already beat up? You know, how do you get better at that phase of the game? Well, Just beat up on the scout team, I guess, a little bit? Well, you can beat up on the scout team. That's what I love doing when I play. <laughs> but I, I really believe that tackling is a mindset. And it's also knowing the defense. Because if you got a guy outside, your angle needs to be inside and force him to the outside. If your guy's outside, you got to force him to the inside. So there's like, um, you know, it's like dancing. It's geometry. It's geometry. Yeah. Hey, let's, let's do this. And it's chemistry as well because if I'm running inside and I know you're outside, I can keep pursuing down and I'm not going to let him cross my face. And so what I see a lot of guys are overrunning things or, you know, they're stopping their feet. And if, you, if I, as an offensive player, well, from, from a defensive side, if you can get me to stop my feet, I give you a two-way go because you can go inside or you can go outside. So we used to always say, hey, shoot your gun. I'd rather miss a tackle going full speed and trying to knock your block off instead of sitting on my heels and kind of sitting back and waiting for you to see what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And I see that too many times where guys are just like, hey, I know you're coming inside. I'm coming outside. I'm going to shoot my gun and force him back. Because even if I miss him, he's going to jump back into you. And so guys need to know their defense, know who they're working with. And if you do that, that's how you make salt tackles. And if you look at the Texas game, in the second half, they Great. did that. Yeah. And, and we always say, hey, if you can do it one time, you can do it every time. So what's your mindset? We saw a couple of games. Nebraska and West Virginia defense was great. We saw a couple of games here where it hasn't been good. What's your level of concern long-term for this team, defensively? Defensively, I think from the beginning, the only thing that is keeping us from being a lead is giving up explosive passes. Because if you give them an explosive pass, it allows that offense to get momentum. It fires them up. But if they're having to go down the field and dink and dive and run here, most offenses aren't going to be able to score. Mm -hmm. And so – from a defensive standpoint, hey, let's stop giving up explosive passes and let's tackle better on third down. And I really like where this defense is going to be at. Let's get some guys healthy. And get some guys healthy. Yeah, get course. some guys back. We need to take a break. We're talking Big 12 when we come back. Interesting Saturday, especially down in Austin. You're watching the huddle here at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Stay with us. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by Riverwind Casino. Still the one. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside of the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the Varsity Network app and listen free. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, I was over at the uh, Lloyd Noble Center today. They're three weeks away from the season opener for basketball. Men's and women's basketball mini plans and single-game tickets are on sale now. Don't miss any of the action. Secure your seats today by calling 405-324-2400. 
or go to Soonersports.com slash tickets. Love Porter Moser. Love Jenny Baranchek. This is going to be fun. I'm going to be coming down because we got a special guest on the Sooners basketball team from my hometown, Kingfisher. That's right. Bijan Cortez. Bijan Cortez, yeah. I like his. He's, he's a good player. Man, he's great. I, I remember when I – because everyone was like, man, have you seen this kid play? And I was like, no. So I go back to the game, and I'm like, man, I didn't, you know <laughs> – I didn't know somebody could hoop like this from Kingfisher, but this kid can play. Got to come support your jackets. Most definitely. Time for the Big 12 report presented by Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Visit KincaidCoach.com for more information. Cowboys knock off Texas. We'll take a look at those highlights in a second. Baylor in a future Big 12 showdown. Handle 19th ranked BYU. Texas Tech 41-14 over Kansas in Lawrence. And Iowa State wins Farmageddon in Manhattan. All right, let's take a look at some of these highlights. We'll start in Austin, OSU, and Texas. And, boy, it looked good early, much like it did in the Cotton Bowl, Curtis, for the Longhorns, but they just melted again in the fourth quarter. Man, I don't know how Sarkeesian feels and how he's able to sleep because you gave up two big leads and – Man, you got to be kicking yourself. It's like, hey, when we get to the fourth quarter, we have to switch something up. Jalen Warren. Oh, here's more of uh, – there's a huge pick six. Texas was about to go up at least 20-3, to three, maybe 24-3. to three. And Just before half, they give up the uh, pick six to Taylor. And that was the spark I think they needed. Yeah. They've been riding this defense. Oklahoma State has a really good defense, and they've been – Showing up big and making a lot of plays. But this isn't one of the times they showed up. Now, Bijan Robinson takes it in. 24-13, fourth quarter, now 24-16. And here come the Cowboys. Nice touchdown pass, Spencer Sanders. The story, though, really was Jalen Warren in that OSU defense. Warren, 33 carries, 193 yards. And this touchdown that put him up eight. Casey Thompson's threw a couple of interceptions. OSU is undefeated, Curtis. Okay. They win it 32 to 24. Hey, I was cheering for the Cowboys. Not because I'm a fan anymore, but yeah. I just love we for know. them to you come into the game. You grew up an OSU fan. You've said it a lot. We get I it. just love when they come into the game undefeated and we go and smash them. Let's go down. Uh, let's go up I-35 a little bit to Waco, Texas. Baylor and BYU. Gary Bohannon's been playing nice, although that's a BYU touchdown early on. Quarterback Bohannon's been playing well, but here's Abram Smith. He's the star of the day for Baylor. 27 carries, 188 yards, three touchdowns. This is a good win for the Bears. It's a great win. You know, it, sit right on your running back's back and play defense, and that's what Baylor did, and that's why they beat BYU. 17-14 here, but here comes little play action from Gary Bohannon for the touchdown. Baylor's playing good ball. Dave Aranda's got this team playing good ball. Remember, the Sooners have to go down to Waco late in the season. That'll be a good test. Much like some of the other teams in the Big 12, they run the ball well, and they play pretty good defense. 38-24, Baylor won that one. In Manhattan, Farmageddon, Iowa State, Kansas State, Broken record in the Big 12. Another big day from a running back. Brees Hall, 30 carries, 197 yards. And the Cyclones are getting hot. It looked like his check engine light was on on that long run, but he made it in there. <laughs> Wildcats strike through the air to pull within 10-7, but they really did not have an answer for the Iowa State offense. Here's Brees Hall again. and. This is a team that didn't look very good early. They never seem to, never but do. they get better as the year goes along, and Oklahoma's got to deal with these guys coming up too. Yep, that's another tough game late in the season. 33-20 the final, Brock Purdy and the Cyclone. So here are your updated Big 12 standings. Well, that's the schedule. We'll hit that first. Texas Tech and K-State at 11 a.m. on Saturday. That game is in Lubbock. That'll be a good game. I think we're going to pick that one here in a bit. OSU-Iowa State might be the best game in college football this weekend. That's in Ames. West Virginia TCU will play down in Fort Worth. Now, here are your updated Big 12 standings. Sooners and Cowboys undefeated. Conference play. Baylor at 3-1. and one. 
Iowa State 2-1. Those are the four teams likely to be contending for the Big 12 championship game spots. Texas and Texas Tech, not out of it if they could run the table. Then you've got TCU and the rest of the game. Anything here that you find interesting? I, I think the interesting thing is when we talked a few weeks ago, Baylor really wasn't even in the picture. Yeah. For me, I, I thought my teams were Oklahoma, Texas, um, Oklahoma State, and Iowa State, and Baylor's really coming on late. Well, look at the three teams right behind OU. OSU, Baylor, Iowa State, those are the last three games of the year. So November is going to be a whole lot of fun. Two of them on the road, by the way, in Waco and in Stillwater. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll tell you a little about the opponent coming up at 11 a.m. on Saturday. The Kansas Jayhawks, when we come back, you're watching The Huddle here at Rudy's. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by the Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access radio pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every day. Log on to Soonersports.com slash podcast or search Sooner Sports Podcast in your favorite podcast provider. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate and Riverwind Casino. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&D. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics Exclusively and the Oklahoma Healthcare Authority. Here's a look at the birds. Kansas coming up Saturday morning. New head coach Lance Leipold. We'll talk more about him in a second. They're 1-5, 0-3 in Big 12 play. Only averaging a little under 17 points a game, giving up over 43 points a game. Didn't get a win last year. They did get one early this year. Game will be in Lawrence. There's the quarterback, Jason Bean, who is uh, 6'3". He's got good size and good mobility, too. He'll run the ball a bunch. So, Curtis, we've got one of these dual-threat quarterbacks to deal with here. Well, anytime you got a dual threat quarterback from a defense, it kind of stresses you. But at the same time, we've been facing a lot of these guys this year. Run a cage, uh, keep them in the cage, uh, make sure you tackle him, attack, attack his upfield shoulder when you're blitzing him, and uh, let's get after him. Kwame Lassiter is still there. Nice receiver, dangerous in the return game as well. A little more here on Lance Leipold. He came from Buffalo where he did a very nice job up there. And he brought a bunch of guys with him, by the way. I think there's six or seven guys from Buffalo who have transferred to Kansas. Uh, before that, you can see he was at Nebraska back in the early 2000s. By all accounts, everybody says that this guy is first class and has a chance at Kansas to turn things around. He got put in a tough spot because he was he didn't get the job until the spring, very late, and so is behind the eight ball with recruiting, and obviously the program is not in a good place right now, but we'll see. We wish Lance Leipold the best of luck. Well, I know they got a pretty good secondary coach. Uh, one of my former teammates, uh, Chevis Jackson, played at LSU National Championship. Okay. We played at, uh, got drafted to Atlanta, and so he's coaching them down there. So um, I told him, man, uh, I'm going to send you a bottle of wine for after the game. <laughs> Because you're going to need it. Do <laughs> you have any uh, pranksters on the team back in the day at OU? Oh, man. Uh, Lewis Baker, he was always trying to prank us. Uh-huh. Um, Jermaine Gresham. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, well, we always – those guys are like my little brothers, you know, but they're always trying to, trying to get me. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Like such as? Well, I mean, some of the stories are for TV and some are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> some, are, some are not PG. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I bring it up because it appears we've got a youngster with a sense of humor on this football team. Danny Stutzman plays your position. You like Stutzman? You like I, what you see on the field? I do. He, you know, he reminds me of a guy that comes on here next. Uh-huh. Um, Teddy Lehman. Um, what I love about him, you can tell he's really smart. Uh, he got great speed. He's always in the right position. 
But the things I need him to get better at is I want to see you knock some guys back. Mm-hmm. And so once he starts getting to that level. A little weight room? That'll little, help, right? A little weight room. Put a little weight on. I don't know how big he is, but. Um, he's fast. He's pretty fast. Uh, he, he also is funny on social media. We uh, He's a troll. I believe that kids call it trolling. Tro- trolling. A little bit. So here's some of his tweets. This is a picture that he took of Nick Benito, and he said, everyone who makes this their profile picture gets a follow. So he's got all of Sooner <laughs> Nation out there now with uh, this funny picture of Nick Benito's forehead that is their uh, profile picture. Uh, let's see. What else has he done here? This is a picture he put out after the game. That is actually Shane Witter. But the joke is that Shane Witter wears number 13 and looks a lot like Caleb Williams. <laughs> so That's he, pretty funny. He tweeted out a picture, first start for Caleb Williams, couldn't be more proud with a picture of Shane Witter on it. Well, because on the game, in the game beforehand, I seen 13 walking. I said, man, why does Caleb have a brace on his arm or elbow? What is it? And I was like, oh, that's not Caleb Williams. Yeah, Shane Witter. <laughs> they, they, they're the same number, and they, they have similar appearance. So Danny Stutzman took advantage of that fact. Uh, let's see. We got another one. This is Brian Osamoa. He said, Brian's face when he goes to the stadium and doesn't see any donuts. <laughs> that's from Stutzman. And then I think we got one more. <laughs> this is an old picture that he found from Kennedy Brooks wishing him a happy birthday. He found the least flattering photo he could have. So. That's a little, you know, freshman. That's a little gutsy there from the uh, Frosh making fun of his older teammates. I just remember when I was a freshman, I barely even spoke because <laughs> Rufus Alexander uh-huh. and Clint Ingram and Zach Latimer, you know, those guys were pretty tough. Yeah. You stay in your place. I stayed in my place. But after, you know, you get their respect, uh-huh. then you can kind of, you know, Ha-ha and he-he, as we like to say. You uh, you gave me your opinion on Stutzman. What about, it uh, feels like, just watching, I'm, I'm amateurized. Brian Osmo has been playing well the last few days. He got a little dinged up Saturday night, but I think he came back in. you agree with that? It feels like he's playing pretty good football right now. Yes and no. Okay. Um, for me, from all the linebackers, when I'm watching them, the thing that really sticks out for me is I want them to be more downhill. Um, there's too many times where... Uh, they're not using their hands and really getting off blocks. And, um, and I, I'm not too sure, you know, when I'm watching that, um, I don't know how they're fitting things at times. But uh, I think, you know, from my eyes, I want to see them fit things. I want to see them use their hands better. And I want to, especially in pass protection, uh, when they're in coverage and especially zone, uh, when they're dropping back, I want them to kind of look around and when those tight ends sit down or running backs sit down, kind of squeeze more to them so they can uh, have better uh, angles for tackles. When I watch a game, and I think when all of these people watch a game, we watch the football. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Snaps it to the quarterback, quarterback hands it off or he throws it. I would guess, because I've talked to Teddy about this before, does your eyes naturally go to the linebackers when you yes. watch a game and you're evaluating and we'll figure out where the football <laughs> is later. I'm going to watch the linebackers here for well, when I'm watching, first thing I'm like, okay, what formation are they coming out in? What defense are we in? Okay, then it's like, okay, pre-snap. What are the linebackers going to do? You're watching okay. film. Yes, I'm watching film. Uh-huh. I don't watch game as a fan. You can't enjoy it just as a fan. No, you're, you're no. dissecting it's, it. And so then I'm, I go to the linebackers, but then I'm seeing how the defensive line, are they getting up the field? Because, you know, Coach Venables used to always tell me, hey, you're their eraser. And so what that meant was, hey, if they get in the wrong gap, if they're supposed to be an A-gap, and again, the B-gap, Curtis, be an A-gap. Make them right. You're the racer. You, you make those guys right. And um, we need some more racers out there from the linebacker group. Yeah, but you're not watching the football. No, not whatsoever. Even when OU's got it, you're watching the opposing linebackers No, too? I like watching the running backs. That's why I like watching <laughs> Kennedy Brooks because, you know, I, was a, I wanted to be a running back back in the day, but they started trying to hit me in my knees. So I said, I'd rather go give hits than take hits. Uh, that's funny. All right, we'll take a break. Over, under, and pick them when we come back to wrap up the show. Teddy Lehman, Lincoln Riley coming up soon as well. Stick with us, Sooner Nation. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by Bud Light. It's for the fans. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. 
All used football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. All right, welcome back, everyone. Hey, make sure you're there for the next Sooner Magic Moment by locking in your membership with the Sooner Club. Your 2022 membership renewal is now available, including early renewal incentives and monthly payment plans. For more information, go to SoonerClub.com slash Renew22 today. And how would you like to listen to our radio broadcast while synced up to your TV in the comfort of your home? You can go to SyncMyGame.com to find out how. Final segment here with Curtis Lofton. The Lincoln Riley Show is coming up next. We always wrap up with a rousing edition of Over Under and Pick'em. So let's start by looking at how we did last week at Over Under. We haven't been great collectively in Over Under this year. Just a 12-16 and 16 record, 2-2 two and two last week. Uh, Gabe Eichert was in that chair last week. Uh, over Under, half a rushing touchdown for Eric Gray. Thank you, Lincoln Riley, for getting <laughs> Eric Gray in there on the goal line. We got that one. Uh, over under 66 and a half receiving yards for Mims. We took the over. Not quite. He had 56. Over under a half an interception. Didn't get one of those this week. That's a few weeks in a row here, Curtis. They don't got have a fumble. A got a fumble. Over under .5 animals on the field. Uh, we took the over, and there were indeed two ponies that run onto the field. Uh, the Fox. You remember the Fox yes, at the yes, Texas game? Yes. So, uh, two and two record over under. So our topics this week, over under one and a half interceptions. Now, um, Alex Grinch is not pleased. Had a press conference earlier today. Got to force more turnovers. They only got three picks on the year. So this feels like an ambitious number, but it's Kansas. So are they getting two interceptions or no in this game? I'm going to say yes. I think one of the linebackers, they're on a, uh, one of the defensive lines on tip of pass, linebackers on pick it off. Mm -hmm. And then I think, and I pray, that one of the secondary guys is going to be in great coverage. <laughs> they're going to throw one of those 50-50 <laughs> balls up, and they yeah. snatch it out of the air. Quentin Johnston's not going to take it away from them this yes. time. I like it. I'll go with you on that. One and a half interceptions. We say they get back into that. We'll take the over. Seven and a half tackles for loss and sacks combined. This is another a point of contention for Alex Grinch. They're not getting to the quarterback enough. Didn't have any sacks against TCU. So the question is, when we add sacks and tackles for loss this week, eight or more? Mm. I'm going to say yes. Yep, I think this one's easy. Yes. I mean, when you're adding in tackles for loss, they're going to have. Tackle for losses and sacks, especially with Grinch upset. Yeah. Yeah. He's lit a fire under him. They're yes. going to have three or four sacks. They're going to have. You and know, the linebackers are going to watch this, and they're going to start coming downhill. Linebackers are going to be motivated by Curtis Lofton's appearance on the huddle tonight, and they're going to play. We'll take the over as well. Over under six and a half carries for Marcus Major. Marcus Major's back. Mm -hmm. Came back before the Texas game. Didn't play. Played in the TCU game. Didn't get a carry. Again, we're assuming it's Kansas. Does Marcus Major factor into the game plan this week? Yes. Okay. Because, you know, this is the game where – it's really not about them. It's about us. Mm -hmm. And we're going to jump out to a big lead. And so we're going to take our guys out. Get Kennedy so, some rest. Get Kennedy some rest. Get Eric Gray. Get him a little more, couple snaps. And then get Major in there. And let's seven, see what, is he getting seven carries, though? He's definitely getting seven okay. carries. Right, I, don't, I mean, now, is he doing the right things to get those seven carries is, is the question. We're taking the over, though. Yeah, I'm you taking the over. You seem confident. Okay. I think, Final one, over under 550.5 total yards. That is the average of the last three matchups against Kansas. OU has averaged 550.5 yards per game. So over or under that Saturday? OU over. offense. Over. I think in the first half, we're going to set it ablaze. Okay. We're not <laughs> yeah. going over in the first half. <laughs> no, not in the no, first okay. half. For the entire game. So we're going four overs. Yes. All right. Very good. Let's see how we did in Pick'em. We've been much better in Pick'em. Four and one last week. That is now 14 of the last 15 we have gotten right in the Pick'em competition. Look at that, 23 and 12 on the year. Making some people a lot of money. No, 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 we don't, we don't endorse <laughs> that. We had Georgia against Kentucky. We had Iowa. That was a miss. 
We had Iowa State. We had Oklahoma State. We had Baylor against BYU. That was with Gabe Eichard last week. Last time you were here, we went 5-0. and So let's see if we can do it again here. Oklahoma State, Iowa State, one of the biggest games of the season in the Big 12. It's going to be played in Ames. Gosh, this one's tough because both of them are starting to re really roll. But since my man here is in his, his Halloween get-up, I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. Can we take the high camera? Uh, wave your arms over there. The, a guy showed up in an OSU shirt tonight, right over, right there. And uh, that's bold. Yes, that's very bold. He knew he was walking into a snake pit here at Rudy's tonight. So you're picking OSU simply because that guy had the guts to show up yes. here tonight. And I think they're going to have the guts to show up. And OSU's going to Ames and winning. You yes. know, if they do that, they got a pretty smooth path to the Big 12 championship game. Well, they just went down to Texas and won. That's true. So, and I think at the time, I'm, I'm, I'm Oklahoma State. I'm reluctantly going with you on okay. OSU. Kansas State at Texas Tech. Game is in Lubbock. Hmm. I don't know on this one. Okay. Uh, I'm going to help you. Did you know Texas Tech is 5-2? and two? I did not. Texas Tech is a quiet 5-2 and two this year. We get them next week, by the way. I think that uh, they're playing pretty good right now. In Lubbock, they'll limit Deuce a little bit. Let's take Texas Tech. Well, you know, as I recall, I remember there's a defensive coordinator that has a connection to me uh -huh. that I really like, so I agree with you. You're going with that? Okay. Well, we got to pick up the pace. West okay. Virginia at TCU. The game is in Frogville. Uh, TCU. I agree. Because it's in uh, Fort Worth, I think TCU. West Virginia feels like they've fallen off since the Oklahoma game. A little bit. Yeah. Let's step outside the conference. Oregon at UCLA. How about this? DTR for UCLA. 13 touchdowns, only two interceptions on the year. Oregon's the ranked team here. I kind of think UCLA, though, since the game is in the Rose Bowl. I like UCLA. You go with that? I'm right, with we'll you take on that. the home team. Final game, LSU. What a crazy week they have had. They beat Florida, fired their coaches sincerely, but he's going to stay on. Now they get Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin had golf balls thrown at him last week. The game is in Oxford. Who we got here? Ole Miss. I agree with you. Ole Miss. LSU is going to unravel down the stretch. Great to see you again, bud. Curtis Lofton, everybody. Kickoff 11 a.m. Saturday. Our radio coverage starts at 9 a.m. for you from Memorial Stadium up in Lawrence, Kansas. Stay with us. Teddy Lehman and Lincoln Riley coming up next. Boomer Sooner, everybody. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield, you've been listening to the OU Bud Light Huddle, presented by Bud Light. It's for the fans. Also brought to you by Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network.